You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your morning drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. My name is Christian. I'm one of the pastors here on staff at East Coast. I'm excited to be spending some time with you today on the radio, through podcast, however you get the program. The Morning Breath is designed to be able to help you get into your Bible every day. And the way we do that is that we have a, a, a chapter of the Bible that you read the night before, we read the morning of, and then we come down to the studio at our East Coast location in Merritt Island. We read it on the air, and then we discuss it. And I keep saying we because today I'm joined by Isaac Eberts, newlywed. Very excited to have you in the, the studio with me today. How you doing, Isaac? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Pastor Christian. Yeah, you've just been married for a couple of weeks here, yes. which is really exciting. Yeah, it's been great so far, trying awesome. to get our apartment all situated, and so that's the current life thing that's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. <laughs> I love it. Very excited. So Isaac and Hannah got married just a few weeks ago and, you know, doing life together, doing ministry together, good stuff. And yeah. I'm sure we'll get some good things out of the word today that may even apply to that because when you're newly married, mm-hmm. almost everything's going to apply in some yeah. way or the other. Yeah, so. for sure. And Hannah just started working here yeah. at East Coast Christian Center that's last awesome. week. So. That's awesome. Very cool. A lot of new We're life excited. changes. Yeah, She's killing it. Why don't you tell everybody how they can get involved? Of course. Like we say every single day, the East Coast app is the best way to get connected here. Um, you can just download that by searching East Coast app or check out our website. It's eccc.us. has all of our info, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, and more. And also social media is also a great place to stay connected with us as well. Just search East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and if none of those options work for you. You can also call the office at 321-452-1060. If you have a personal question that you need um, our receptionist to answer for you or help you get answers or information, um, feel free to call our offices. We'd love to help you in any way that we can. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to let you guys know about our night of worship, which is coming up tomorrow. That's March 9th at 6.30 p.m. We'll have food trucks available starting at 5.30. And that's a great time where we come together, all of our locations, we come together in one room and worship together. And we would love to have you be a part of it. It's always great. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Also, ECCU is starting a new course for this month. It is happening this Thursday in two days, if you are listening on uh, today, Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. It is called Live and Walk by Faith. It's a great course here at East Coast Christian University. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, very cool. And then we, of course, just want to point you back towards the East Coast events page for anything else going on. Always something new and exciting happening. So love to have you there. So we're looking at Mark 6. I love Mark. If you're kind of new to the Bible, what's cool about the Gospels is they're parallel stories of Jesus's life, but from different perspectives. So Luke was a doctor and a physician. He spends a lot of time talking to Jesus's mother and gets a lot of that. Mark, I feel like, is the Twitter version of the Bible, is he's very abbreviated. Is he, in one chapter, will cover what another Gospel writer will cover in like three chapters. Mm-hmm. And so he just hits the ground running, but he, he focuses in on certain things. And Mark wasn't actually one of the disciples that walked with him, but... People think that maybe Mark got a lot of his from Peter, and so that's what some Bible scholars think, but he's got a great perspective, and I love reading Mark. So what are you going to be reading? What what translation? I'm going to do NLT today. Nice. Great job. And reading a paper Bible. I am. Hear that's that. Cool. I don't know if you can hear the, yeah, that's the cool. paper rattling on the radio. Yeah, here. I'm doing NLT today, too. I, nice. I, I've got a good paper Bible, but the font is too small for me. As mm-hmm. turning 40, I think I might need to go see... <laughs> 
my buddy Micah and get my eyes checked out just to yeah. make sure. So on the phone, I got a black background with white text nice. and the text is pretty big. And so it helps set everyone up on the radio for a good success nice. for me do reading you, it correctly. Do you wear glasses or contacts? I've never had them. Wow, that's Great. impressive. I've had good eyes and in the it's name good. of Jesus, I'll continue to, but <laughs> I'll make sure that um, I got the right text for my size eyes. So if <laughs> that makes funny. sense. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Okay. I'm going to have you start first and okay. then I'll pick it up at verse 30. So okay. I must say unto you, read, sir. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all of this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James and Joseph, Judas and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended, and they refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he could not do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people, and he called his twelve disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them the authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or to listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out, telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. Herod Antipas, the king, soon heard about Jesus because everyone was talking about him. Some were saying, this must be John, the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. Others said, he's the prophet Elijah. Still, others said, he's a prophet like the other great prophets of the past. When Herod heard about Jesus, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has come back from the dead. For Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Herodias. She had been his brother Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless. For Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, Herod protected him. Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. Herodias's chance finally came on Herod's birthday. He gave a party for his high government officials, army, of, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, came in and performed a dance that greatly pleased Herod and his guests. Ask for me anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. He even vowed, I will give you whatever you ask, up to half of my kingdom. So she went out and asked her mother, what should I ask for? Her mother turned to her ask for the head of John the Baptist. So the girl hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of John the Baptist right now on a tray. 
Then the king deeply regretted what he had said. Because of the vows he had made in front of his guests, he couldn't refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner to, to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. The soldier beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a tray, and gave it to the girl who took it to her mother. When John's disciples heard what had happened, they came to his body and they came to get his body and buried it in a tomb. Verse 30, the apostles returned to Jesus from the ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, You feed them. With what, they asked. We have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, We have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that the disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake of Bethesda while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boats in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when, he saw, when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. After they had crossed the lake, they landed in the Gesseret. They brought the boat to shore and climbed out. The people recognized Jesus at once, and they ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, in villages, cities, or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplace. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. Amen. This is a powerful chapter, like we talked about, is there's so much packed into here of like major stories, the mm-hmm. feeding of the 5,000, the walking on the water. You know, there's a lot yeah. happening. But you know what stood out to me is it's kind of seems unremarkable, but I love this principle from Jesus is in verse seven. He says, and he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two. 
And I think it's so important in this story and the way that Jesus did life is that don't do life alone. Mm-hmm. Is we recently got a chance to go to a, a conference as a staff called the Relate Conference. And the whole vision and the objective behind it is don't do life alone. Don't do ministry alone. Find someone to do life with, whether it's a part of your team or someone else that you connect with. And we see the story of Elijah of how low he was when he was running from Jezebel and he was isolated and alone by himself. And God fed him a great meal. He took care of him. He took a nap. But then after that point, he had Elisha with him. And for the rest of his ministry, it was always Elijah and Elisha. Mm. It was no mm. longer him isolated. And we yeah. didn't hear about him being distraught to the point of suicide and feeling like he was hopeless because there was someone there. So if you're listening on you know, the radio or podcast, whatever it is, maybe do a little bit of inventory and think about who do I have alongside me, doing life with me? If I isolated myself, maybe not like just in physical presence. We did that a lot in 2020, 2021, even 2022 of like, you know, physical distancing is, I like that term better than social distancing Mm -hmm. because we need social interaction, but we push people away, but maybe you need to bring someone alongside in an area that you really need more strength and like your your morality walk or in your Bible time or in your ministry call or in your family, like find someone to do life with because you got to open up. Like, could you imagine how awkward it was for these disciples to have to always be together? Like Mm -hmm. you're doing all of your biological human things. Like you got to go to the bathroom, you got to eat, you got to sleep. Like it's going to create this like, you know, familiarity and intimacy, mm-hmm. but then you got each other's backs. Yeah. And I think that that's huge. So, you know, there's so many big stories, but that really stuck out to me because I know how important it is to not be isolated. Yeah. What, what stood out to you? Well, I just think it's amazing how, um, obviously, you know, Jesus in his hometown. Um, I love know, that. I wrote he, that down. Yeah. Yeah. He was saying that, um, you know, other, they said a prophet in his own hometown, you know, yeah. is never respected, right? Yeah. Like, so this was apparently very common back in that day. A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown. Um, and I just think that's so interesting that yeah. when we go out and, you know, we're sharing the gospel and we're, yeah. you know, in our workplaces, uh, you know, when we're out shopping or at church or whatever that may look like, you know, as believers, um, there's going to be people who don't believe, right? Yeah. Um, and that's okay. That is okay because Jesus also went through that. And so Jesus knows the pain um, and, you know, the kind of the rejection that goes along with that. Yeah. And so if if you're sharing the gospel with someone, if you're stepping out boldly in faith and you're praying for someone to be healed and or if you're, you know, sharing the good news and they don't believe and they have unbelief um, in your workplace or, or wherever you're at, um, you know, don't be shocked and don't let it crush you if they reject that and if they don't believe because Jesus went through the same thing. Yeah. And you, you know, it's not your job, it's not your responsibility to save everyone. You have to leave that up to the Holy Spirit, leave that up to Jesus to be able to continue and work in their lives once you plant that seed. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's encouraging me because I've had, you know, people who tell me, I'm sorry, I just, I just don't believe in Jesus. I just, yeah. you know, I just can't, I can't get behind that. And, you know, often like Jesus in verse six, it says he was amazed at their unbelief. Yeah. And often we can be amazed at the people's unbelief around us. Yeah. But don't let that crush you. That's good. I like that as I thought of a verse that it's really dealing with a communion comes out of first Corinthians, but it, it says, don't let familiarity breed contempt. 
And I think that's what can happen when people are around us in our lives that we just become so familiar with Mm -hmm. is that I know for me, when I got saved, a lot of people were taken back because I was a world-class heathen. Like I was (laughs) definitely living for the devil and same for my sister. Like we went so far on the other ways that when we got saved, people didn't take us serious for a long time. And now I've been saved longer than I've not been saved in my life. Like I've been walking with the Lord on the other side of my 40 years of living, been with them more, but people are still watching kind of like, is Mm -hmm. this real? And so that's okay if that happens. It even happened to Jesus. Like when you deal with tough times in life, know that, hey, if this is the standard, the perfect son of God, and he dealt with people not trusting him, with ridiculing him, he picked 12 friends and one out of the 12 betrayed him. (laughs) Like, don't be surprised when people betray you, when people turn on you, when you deal with these things. But that's a great thing that I had highlighted too, is just think about the importance of that. Let's look at the, um, the walking on the water too, of this idea that their eyes were closed to the miracle. They were still hung up in the unbelief of like, hey, we just fed 5,000 mm-hmm. men, which could have yep. been 10, 12,000, 15,000 yep. people because of the women and the children too. And it said that they couldn't understand it because their hearts were still hardened. Mm-hmm. And what is that like when we see God do something, but we're still hung up in unbelief is that we can't quite understand it because it doesn't make sense that God doesn't fit inside of our box. And so when he does things outside of the norm, how are you going to be able to respond to it? And are you going to be open to how God is moving today? Because he does it different each time. Like don't get hung up in just the old way or just the way that you expect him to do it is God's going to turn things on its head. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Jesus in verse 48 says he saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. And I think that's cool. The whole point why Jesus went out to them was because they saw they were, or he saw they were in trouble. And I think that was just such a cool illustration of you know when Jesus sees that you're in trouble he knows everything he knows every thought he knows every hair on your head you know he he knows when you're going through heartache and struggle and when that happens it says Jesus came toward them right he was yeah. walking towards them That's he was it. going to help them in their current situation yeah in that hard times he was right there and they yeah. just cried out that's good yeah and that they were striving hard too like i i'm reminded of the fact that these were commercial fishermen these mm-hmm. were hardened guys yeah. that lived in a boat basically and all of their livelihood came from being in a boat so when yeah. they're crying out this is not a small <laughs> indian river with yeah. like some one foot white caps this is like yeah. something that literally made them feel fearful yeah. to the point to where they thought that they were going to die. But here he tells them, don't, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. And if you've dealt with fear, that's something that you can find in the Bible over and over and over again. I, I would look it up, but I don't want to get distracted when I'm talking. But if you looked at how many times the Bible say, do not be afraid, I know that it comes up in Joshua at least like five or six times. Mm-hmm. It's command, wow. do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Because here was Joshua taking on Moses's mantle and he needed a lead and he had to step out and he's just reminding don't be afraid I've yeah. got you and so yeah well the gospel has no room for fear yeah. you know there's no room for uh, fear tactics yeah. or for you know even with shame and sin yeah. you know or being scared of of uh, God's judgment I mean that's not fear has no place in our lives as believers yeah. and once you accept Jesus just that comforting of like you said you know it's mentioned so many times in the Bible do yeah. not be afraid do yeah. not be afraid so if 
Jesus is telling us, do not be afraid, then we should not be afraid. Don't be afraid, yeah. You know, walk in that. Walk in confidence and walk and don't walk in fear. Yeah, Paul later says that in perfect love, there is no fear because fear, no, it's so far, it's John who says this, because fear causes torment. Hmm. And so realizing that when you partner with fear, when you agree with fear, mm-hmm. you're allowing the enemy to come in and torment you because yep. of worry and anxiety. Yep. And so when you can identify fear to think of, yeah, of course there's a healthy fear. I don't want my, my little child to touch a stove and <laughs> yeah. burn their hand. But sometimes yeah. when those things happen, you do learn from lessons, but that's not fear as much as like experience. Yeah. But fear will or come like in. Wisdom. <laughs> wisdom is that you get these things sometimes, you know, firsthand, sometimes through, you know, another person's experience. But if you're dealing with fear out there, I want you to identify it and know that it is not from God. God does not want you to be fearful of the future, fearful of, you know, you know, the future government that's going on or the stock market or, mm-hmm. you know, global pandemic, whatever it is, is that we should cast those cares over to God because he cares for us and then we can walk in his peace and be different than the world. We're called to be different. We do not have to be the same way. We do not get our good news by Fox News or by CNN. We get it from the Bible Mm -hmm. and that's how we live our lives. Yeah. And if you have a prayer request, um, I would encourage you just to download the app and go on the website. Absolutely. Even if you are not a member of East Coast here, please still send it. We would send it over. There's a prayer request tab on our app and website, and we would love our staff prays over those every single Monday morning. Um, So just send that. You know, if like Pastor Christian said, if you're dealing with fear or any other issues in your life, maybe something from this chapter, you know, stood out to you because there was a lot in this chapter. So if anything... teach on this for a couple of weeks. For sure. If, you know, the Holy Spirit dropped anything on your heart that you really want prayer in, Please submit that. We'd love to stand with you in prayer. Yeah, I like that a lot, is that you're not alone, is that it could be like a lifeline to be able to have us agree with you. And know that Jesus wants to heal you. So verse 56 says, wherever he went in villages, cities, or countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplace. And they begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. And so just know that Jesus wants to touch you wherever that sickness is. And it could be mental health, it could be physical health, it could be you know, sick and sickness or brokenness in your family, whatever it is, is that the Bible says that God desires for you know, all to come to repentance and to the knowledge of him is that he doesn't want anyone to be left out, is that he wants everyone to be in his family. And so you are included in that. It's the whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you're a whosoever. You're one of those people. And he desires for you to have that relationship with him. That's so good. That's such a comforting thought, you know, it, yeah. when, when life is happening around us, when the storms, you know, yeah. the emotional, the, you know, metaphorical storms are, yeah. are uh, you know, raging around us just to, you know, understand that we have no place to be afraid. You know, we can lean on Jesus. We can press into that. And Jesus has our back and it's his will for us that that he wants us to have healing. That's awesome. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, welcome back. I want to zone in here on verse 38. It says, how much bread do you have? He asked, go and find out. They came back and reported that we have five loaves of bread and two fish. So this is an encouragement from Jesus to find out, hey, what's in your hand? What do you have to bring? And whether that's financially or it's talents or with your life that you want to lay down, like Isaac and Hannah, 
as newlyweds here may have different financial means to bring than, you know, we were talking, you know, this last week about dinks, the dual income and no kids. People <laughs> yeah. who, you know, they may be in a different situation, you yeah. know, double engineers and yeah. like they got everything going on. But you know what? God sees that, what you bring, Isaac mm -hmm. and Hannah, and maybe you on the radio or podcast of like whatever it is, it's what it's proportionate to what you have and what you're bringing with your heart is that God just wants to ask kind of what's in your hand? What can you bring him today? And then the Bible promises that he will bless that press down, shaking together, running over is that he wants to be able to bless you exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. And I'm not just talking money here. Please don't get hung up on that. I'm talking about with your talents, with your life, yeah, with your sure. family. Yeah, this like, wasn't money. This was yeah, food, right? This was. It's physical means. Yeah, and so exactly. like God wants to bless that thing that you have, but it's important that you give him what you have. Open your hand up today. Don't yeah. be closed fisted, but open it up and say, God, whatever I have, I give to you and I trust that you're going to make the most of it in Jesus name. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. All right, guys, it's great talking to you. We look forward to talking to you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.